You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Masterclass. So every Wednesday, we have a masterclass. We take a good hour to get into the depths of something so that we, we're in class. We're here to learn and we're here to learn together. Now, it is that time of the year. December is upon us, which means there are decisions that we can make early on to prevent us from having a difficult festive season and an even harder January. What is that dreaded disease that so many of us suffer from? January. We don't want January. And usually January is associated with not having enough money. But it's so much more than that. And we are joined on the line by Dr. Frank Magwegwe, who is a lecturer at the Gordon Institute of Business Science and the University of Pretoria. Dr. Frank, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, good afternoon, and good afternoon to 702 listeners. Lovely to connect with you once again. Congratulations on your new gig. Thank you so much. When you were in your old slot. Can you believe eh? it? In my old slot. That long time ago. In my old slot, you weren't a doctor. So congratulations to you too. Seriously (laughs) working on that. Thank you for those kind words. And thank you for having this masterclass appropriately at the right time. Because as you say in the intro, uh, you know, this dreaded January disease we call January starts right now. It starts as we begin our holidays, as we plan what we are going to do, and we only see the results in January. So it is an absolute pleasure for me to be on this masterclass and imparting seven or two listeners with tools and techniques to reduce stress and have a better January and also maintain their well-being during the festive season. And I think to add to that, this is an exceptional year because we're going into year two um, and, and close to year three of living through this pandemic, which is starting Correct. to feel like there is no end in sight. And that in Very itself, true. outside of the economic challenges that many are facing, has a massive psychological downside where so many of us are looking, waiting to see what the president is going to say in terms of something like visiting your family and the kind of effect that's Uh going to have on you. Correct. And in fact, uh, I was saying to Kabazele as we were thinking through this masterclass that the background to what we're talking about today is COVID-19 pandemic and the impact it has had on people. And interestingly, you know, when we talk about well-being, we're really talking about a sense of a person's quality of life. They mm. rate it themselves. They kind of think about it and say to themselves, you know what, if I were to score how my life is going or the quality of my life on a score of, say, 1 to 10, 1 is low, 10 is high, you know, I think I'm a 7. Mm. So you perceive your sense of well-being. And my research at Gibbs has guided me to understand, to some extent, the process that goes in the head when someone is coming to that sense of its low well-being or its moderate well-being or its high well-being and the research tells us that people generally do a quick scan on four components of their life financial mental 
physical and social. So they really quickly say to themselves, how are my finances currently and how will they impact my future? Then they quickly assess their sense of stress and anxiety, you know, their emotions, joy, happiness, frustration, for example. And then they look at the quality of their relationships, friends that have my back. That quick mental activity is what helps them to score where am I as far as well-being is concerned? And, and, and I, often, think, I think we must not underestimate the heaviness that finance plays on every aspect of our lives. Because it's the first one you mentioned. And sometimes absolutely. when it comes to your happiness meter where they say money can't yeah. buy you happiness, X, Y, and Z. The reality is when you don't have it and you don't know where the next amount is coming from. It literally affects yeah. your mental well-being, possibly your physical well-being, and your relationship because it is such a big point of contention in some situations. It's at the center of our lives. You spot on there. And if that domain of our well-being is not okay, in other words, we're worrying about paying rent. We're worrying about paying school fees. We are stressing about the petrol increase and what it means for us. We are even stressing simply about, will I be able to take my kids out once a month for movies, for eating out, whatever it may be. That constant worrying about finances definitely impacts our well-being because it impacts our emotions. We find ourselves irritable. We find ourselves frustrated. We find ourselves sometimes even hopeless and less optimistic about mm. the future. And that means what is happening to our body when we sensing this level of stress. In other words, there's just too much going on. I don't think I have the resources to cope with it. What happens is hormones get released in the system. So we're talking about stress hormones and a result of that can be physical illness or a mental illness. So really finance are at the center. And hence, as we think about holidays being here, as we think about maintaining our well-being during the holidays, it is important to take stock around where am I with my finances? What are my plans? How am I going to spend? Even I'd like to go as far as having boundaries around gifting. I talk to a lot of people and responded to some of my surveys when I do research at gifts. And what comes out is the pressure for gifting. So one needs to even have a boundary on, you know, what amount of money am I prepared to spend on gifts for loved ones? I mean, I just feel like it's not even the year to be talking about gifting. I feel like it is, it, it is the year of focusing on the fact that if you still have your family with you, be grateful. If you still have your loved ones with you, be grateful. So I would even not even make it about boundaries to say there's a financial limit. I'm like, are we still, is this the year to really still be expecting presents? And it's so interesting what you are saying because a lot of research, both in South Africa and internationally, is showing that people in general, because of the pandemic, number one, they are putting health at the center. We are much more aware of this asset that we often take for granted. And this asset is our health. We often say health 
or our health is our wealth. So that's the first thing. People are so much aware about their health. Secondly, the research is also telling us that people are much more aware about the impact of having or not having good relationships. It's not about quantity. It's about quality of relationship. Those people in your life who even if you are not there, they've got your back. The reason I'm mentioning this research is that when you take a combination of awareness about health, awareness about the role of relationships in our life, what I'm finding in my research and also what international research is saying is people are more grateful. People are expressing gratitude. They're counting their blessings. I'm glad I'm well. I'm glad my family is well. I'm glad my loved ones are well. I am glad I have good relationships. When things are tough, I have people I can pick up a call and say to them, this is how I'm feeling. Help me think through it. You know, they lift me up mm. when things are difficult. So I am in the space where in Relmokil of saying, I'm looking back 2021 i'm even going back to 2020 and i have just huge sense of gratitude now this is a master class this is about equipping 702 listeners with tools and techniques so let us give them one tool and this is please reflect on 2021 Mm. It's it's interesting you you say that, doctor, because some of us are still not recovered from 2020. But what I want to do, we're we're still not recovered from 2020. So what I want us to do, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, let's start to break down into pieces what we need to do in terms of finding ways to reflect and close the chapter that is 2021 before we move on to preparing and all those several key four dimensions in our lives when it comes to well-being, being financial, mental, physical, and social on today's Masterclass. 702 Masterclass. It's a Wednesday. That means that we have the Masterclass and we are speaking about January and proofing yourself against what can be such a tricky and challenging month by preparing and getting yourself ready in December. We're speaking to our guest, Dr. Frank Maguegue, lecturer at the Gordon Institute of Business Science. Doctor, you were speaking earlier before we took a break about the fact that, you know, we need to actually wrap up 2021 and introspecting is one of the ways to do that. Absolutely. And just counting your blessings. We're talking about the idea of gratitude. You know, to look what happened during... 2021 and often people don't understand that looking at both your obstacles or challenges or difficulties and what you overcame and how you overcame them and the things that also went well that's all part and parcel of gratitude and research shows that by looking at struggles that you face during the day and who hasn't faced struggles around finances, around mental well-being, physical well-being, or even social well-being, 
given the impact of COVID-19 pandemic on all of us. So when one reflects and introspects on that and you pat yourself on the back, sure, this was a little bit tough, but well done to yourself, Frank. This is what you did to overcome that. This is what went exceptionally well. When an individual does that, a few things happen. Number one, you are building perspective that you may have had challenges, but challenges are part of life and you overcame them. That's the first thing that happened. Secondly, by patting yourself on the back and therefore expressing gratitude, you kick off a process, believe it or not, that is so wonderful because research tells us when you're patting yourself on the back, you have a sense of feel good. You are more relaxed. You have a sense of I'm counting my blessings. And by experiencing those positive emotions, that is so awesome for your well-being. We often don't realize the power of just sitting back. And as our grannies used to teach us, my grandmother always used to say, count your blessing. Mm. They knew something about the emerging science of gratitude that we're finding out now. They have been saying it for years, our grandparents, count your blessings. Mm, So we mm. need to do that as part of reducing stress and maintaining our well-being as we close 2021 and look forward into a new year. And I think many of uh, the great leaders of society today, I'm thinking of someone like Oprah Winfrey, who literally keeps a gratitude journal and, and writes in it every single day. It goes to show that that daily exercise, that daily practice has such a big difference on an individual's life. Absolutely. And what's so interesting is more and more research coming out really to support practices such as journaling that we have mentioned. I want to touch on another aspect because I'm sure our 702 listeners saying to themselves perhaps, hey, you know, this good doctor that's on the masterclass today, what is he smoking? (laughs) Can really be is anyone experienced stress during amazing festive period where we are resting, being with family and enjoying ourselves? I want to quickly touch on why it's important to keep a lookout for stress during the festive period. Yes, it's a period of joy, it's a period of happiness, but let me quickly remind you, Relebohile, and I'm sure you'll identify with it. Holidays can be stressful. Why? Because of traveling, whether you're flying or driving, because of spending money and being concerned, am I going to be okay in January? Because of queuing for some of the activities you know, that we want to do during the holidays. Sometimes because of gifting that we touched on earlier. And let's not forget loneliness. Oh, and Why can I even add often? another one? Many people go for it. who have assistance at home, be it with your domestic worker or nanny, yeah. they leave uh, to go to their families that time of the year it becomes very stressful for households where you now have to be the full-time parent that you are not able to be because you're working during the year so you technically don't get a real break if i can put it that way 
And of course, we do know as South Africans, we love going to Makaya, whether you're going to KZN, whether you're going to the Eastern Cape. And there can be a lot of chores that you're not used to eat because you're a city person. And now there's a lot of chores at your holiday destination. There you've got it, 702 listeners. I'm sure you would agree with me that the holidays can be stressful because of what we've just listed. And so what we are saying in this masterclass, having identified that it can be a stressful period, what can you do? We've anchored thus far our discussion on gratitude, counting your blessings, taking perspective on how you have survived the challenging period such as 2021 because of COVID-19 and really identifying what went well and what didn't go well. What I want to add to the idea of a gratitude journal that Relebohile introduced us to is this amazing idea of in your reflection, think of a person or a people who came to you when things were tough for you. Hmm. Write them down. Write their names down. Irrespective of the challenge that you are facing, we all have faced challenges during the pandemic. And write a thank you note to them. You may want to deliver it to them or even the act of writing it down and expressing your thanks to them has been found to be so positive for our well-being. So that's one activity we can do in addition to journaling, identifying those people that have helped us overcome some of the challenges that we face during the year. So gratitude, very important as we close the year. And when you do that, what's so interesting, it looks like it's a passive activity, but it is not. When you are journaling, when you are writing down who to thank for helping you during the year, when you are remembering the tough times, when you are even smiling more as you remember the good times, the process that is happening is more positive emotions being generated. Optimism, for example, excitement, being hopeful, and all those have been shown to be so wonderful for your emotional, for your mental well-being. Mm. Mm. And I think... Um now that we, we, we know that a good way to reflect is not just to sit and woe is me and to, to practice some gratitude, possibly going back to people that did you good throughout the year and sharing it yeah. with them. What can this do for you? What can it do for you, especially physically? How does it actually improve your life? Sure. That is one of my favorite questions. You know, when I started research on stress, anxiety, well-being, and resilience, when I embarked on my doctoral journey in 2015, I had so many aha moments by just learning to appreciate how there is a link between stress, physical, and mental health, as well as well-being. Let's break it down for our 702 listeners in a jargon-free way. When we are stressed, what is happening to us is that we've got a mental process that is saying to us, the stressors that I'm experiencing in my life, I don't have adequate resources to deal with them. What do I mean by that? Simply saying, you are perceiving as an individual an imbalance between stressors 
and resources. That's a simple way of thinking about stress. What are some of those stressors? It's everyday demands on us. It could be emotional, relationships, it could be physical, it could be financial, it could be health-wise. I'm afraid of catching, you know, the new variant of COVID-19. It could be the environment. You are stressed by high number of unemployed people in South Africa. All those stressors, the resources we have to deal with them, are knowledge, our physical health that we touched on earlier, our attitudes and our beliefs. The moment we experience in that mental process of checking, think of a scale, on one end you've got demands or stressors, on the other end of the scale you've got resources. If that scale is tipping down on the side of stressors, it means you're experiencing a lot of stress. By definition as human beings, when we are experiencing stress, the automatic stress response system kicks in. In other words, it's protecting us. It wants us to survive. That's where you often hear of the flight, freeze, or fight moment. Right? We need to survive. Chemicals are released or stress hormones like cortisol, like adrenaline into our system to deal with this need to survive. Unfortunately, this amazing automatic stress response. It doesn't know that Rele Bokile is worried about your bond or car payments, all about relationships. It keeps on releasing stress hormones the more she thinks about your financial stressors or her emotional stressors. And it inflames it, it our ac- immune system. It actually, <laughs> your body responds as if you are dealing with the crisis you are worrying about. But we're going to pick this up in a moment, especially around the, the, the conversation of stress, because that is the big thing about December, January period. Right now it is 2.30. Masterclass. We continue with our masterclass, beating January, preparing. Now we left on the note of stress and what stress can do to the body the release of hormones, your cortisol levels going up, adrenaline, and what can actually happen to you if you're not getting into the season on a different tone. Now, doctor, we we are speaking about something that affects each and every single human being. The reality of stress is real. Absolutely. And so what we want to do this afternoon on this masterclass is really help 702 listeners understand the difference between an okay level of stress, because we do need stress in our lives, right, to function, to optimally perform. But when it's excessive stress and we constantly have the stress response system uh, on high gear, it's almost like a car on high rev all the time mm. can you imagine the consequences you know in terms of the, the, the in terms of the car where uh, and impact on the engine if a car is driving constantly on high rev when we are constantly experiencing excessive stress or toxic stress the point you made uh, just before the break that we are 
constantly responding as if there's something out there to attack us because the body doesn't differentiate between the, a physical attack and you constantly stressing about that bond payment, constantly stressing about that call from the dead counselor. So your immune system is weakened as you have excess adrenaline, excess cortisol in the system. What then happens is physically you start struggling to sleep. Insomnia. You can have migraines or tension headaches. You can have breakouts on your skin, skin problems, for example. Reproductive system can be affected. We have even seen people who are constantly complaining of digestive problems, and that has been traced back to high levels uh, of stress, for example. So definitely you can see the link between a constantly toxic or high level of stress and its impact. And of course, what then happens, our immune system is weakened and what follows is as we struggle to deal with the impact of us not being well, that physical manifestation of stress now translates to mental. Maybe I don't have medical aid to go and see, you know, good medical facilities. Maybe I don't have money to go and buy over-the-counter medication. So what started as excessive stress is now physical manifestation through headaches or high blood pressure to worries about medical cost. And therefore, you see the impact of stress on both physical and mental health. And, and it doesn't help. It, it doesn't help, of course, doctor, that... Over the festive period, we like to eat a bit more. Some are, you know, social smokers that now are smoking more. The drinking. Now you're not really in a routine, so you're not exercising. Now you want to go to the casino, so you're gambling. My goodness. And what you have just captured, my research at Gibbs says exactly that, as well as global research. High levels of stress are associated with risky behaviors. What you just outlined are examples of risky behaviors. Excessive smoking, excessive drinking, gambling, inactivity or sedentary behavior. In other words, I don't exercise. I just feel it's a little bit too much. I don't go out for a walk, for example. And of course, these risky behaviors on their own, even aggressive driving, by the way, has been associated with high levels of stress. So these risky behaviors, what do they lead to? They lead to impact on your physical health, right? Because risky behaviors are associated with you not getting well. You're smoking too much. You're not exercising. You are drinking too much. You're just sitting on the couch, being in a couch potato and not doing much to be okay with physical. So it is a vicious cycle. I hope that our 702 listeners through this masterclass can see why it is important to go to the source and say, I'm reflecting, I'm being mindful, I'm introspecting, as we said earlier, what is stressing me? Is it work? Is it social? Is it finance? Is that the first step? What can I do about it? And so far, we have said to our seven of all two listeners, one thing we can do about it, even in the midst of that stress, is being grateful, is counting our blessings. Because even though we may be going through a lot of challenges, we can identify one person who has been alongside with us as we 
grappled with that challenge. We can be grateful we've got a home, even though we've got a challenge. We can be grateful we've got a job. And once you start doing that, your levels of stress reduce as a result of practicing gratitude. And I'm glad that you are bringing it back to that. Now, um, I've got an SMS here, and I, I think we need to delve deeper into the finance part. The, the, the SMS right. uh, says, Rebkhile and guest, financially I'm in some dark hole whose bottom I cannot even see. But I'm grateful for a job, a chance to work from home, and fairly stable health, despite all I've faced since lockdown when my hospitality hustle collapsed. While there's a bond to service, I tell myself the sun will come out tomorrow. That is from Al. Can we touch on the finances when it comes to December? I mean, most people, those that are fortunate enough to have a guaranteed income, they they will have their income come in usually before Christmas or between the 15th Correct. and the 20, yeah. early 20-something. 20 um, yeah. Some people have already received their wonderful bonuses and a lot of people budget that towards specific items but find themselves, you know, in a difficult situation in January where you have to wait longer than a month because you got paid early to get through Absolutely. the beginning of the new year where some people's money is finished by the 30th of December. Yes, yes. I just want to start on by complimenting the, 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 the sender of the WhatsApp, the 702 listener, that perspective and balance that they shared with us, that's exactly what you need because you then experience more positive emotions than negative emotions. We are not saying, 702 listeners, that you have to wait to overcome all your problems, then start to be grateful. We say you can do it at the same time. You have problems, but you have small positive things that are going on in your life. Having a job, having a roof over your head, a loving family, for example, wonderful relationships. When we dwell on those, we experience more positive emotions in spite of our stressors and overall we maintain our well-being coming to finances a few important things to touch on number one indeed people get paid early so it's very important to plan it's very important to understand that because i got paid early at 15 december let's say i have six weeks to the next payday therefore planning becomes important Planning in terms of what are my costs that I need to cover in January. Rent, transport, school fees, groceries. Maintain that perspective. That is step one. It's quite difficult to do. Why? Because there's so much excitement and some level of stress during the festive period. So excitement makes us throw caution to the wind. And we spend almost forgetting that January is going to be around the corner. So constantly remembering that January is around the corner helps with that planning. The stress element, sometimes when we are experiencing high levels of stress, we want to take care of ourselves, a little bit me time. Sometimes we want to go shopping. Sometimes we want to eat out. Often we may spend more than we have planned in dealing with stress and we find ourselves in problems with our finances. Let me give a practical tip, Rele I want this to be an action-oriented masterclass. What is the one thing we can do that is scientifically best, that tells us how we can plan to avoid January? 
Here is it seven or two listeners. One of the positive psychology experiments that has been done in over 54 countries and has been found to work is the following. It's called a future self-activity. Close your eyes and you say to yourself, I have just got paid on the 15th of December. Fast forward in your mind to end of January. Picture what would be happening at end of January or during the month of January. You picture yourself paying school fees. You picture yourself uh, having to deal with the usual monthly expenses. And then you picture the struggles that will be happening if you overspend during December. That activity has been shown to make people be more committed to their planning. Because what happens mentally, you say to yourself, no, I don't want January. I don't want the stress of having to go and find a loan. I don't want the stress of, you know, going to my brother, friend or sister to ask for a loan. I don't want to use public transport because I don't have money to buy fuel for my car. When you project possible future self in January of 2022, full of financial anxiety and you come back today because remember you are picturing yourself in the future your body responds and you say to yourself no ways i don't want to experience that i better plan better that's one practical activity that i can offer of course another one would be having an accountability partner being your spouse your friend your financial advisor that can really sit with you and help you to be disciplined to put in boundaries the boundaries are very important boundaries around how much am I going to eat? Because there's overeating during the holidays. How much am I going to spend? Level of drinking, level of gambling, level of smoking, and also boundaries around spending money on our loved ones with gifts. That can come with a lot of planning. But I'm offering, talking to a financial advisor, having an accountability partner, and trying that future self-activity, picturing yourself struggling with January in January 2022, that may force you to implement planning this year. Those are some of the practical tips I want to offer our 702 listeners on this masterclass, Lele Bohile. And I think uh, those uh, items that you've list, uh, listed are super, super important. We're going to wrap up this masterclass after the break. 702 Masterclass. We wrap up this masterclass where we're speaking about beating January and preparing for the festive season, not just finances, but wellness all round. And we have touched on the emotional well-being, the mental well-being, financial well-being, physical well-being and social well-being. Doctor, uh, we have been speaking to Dr. Frank Magwegwe, lecturer at the Gordon Institute of Business Science. Now, Dr., as we start to wind down the conversation, there's a WhatsApp that's come through that says, I'm so scared of January and usually my January is bad financially. So yeah. this year I started saving at least 300 rand to three to 500 rand per month and loading it Beautiful. at least 200 rand per month on a grocery store gift card. I cannot wait for my January. It will be a good one. I am so ready that is coming through from T who seems to be so prepared. What an inspiring WhatsApp. Saving is a habit. So he's definitely helping our 702 listeners understand it's not about the amount. 
It's about getting started even with a small amount. Let me build on that, Rebohile, and say to our 702 listeners, because we want this to be an action-oriented masterclass. One way you can protect yourself from January, when you get paid in December, you may want to protect yourself from yourself by taking a fixed amount of money. Put it in a 32-day deposit. Why? Because you see, in a 32-day deposit, you have to give a notice before you can access that money. There is effort involved in accessing that money. It's not easy as putting your card in the ATM and getting the money. You then give a notice at the beginning of January, end of January, that money comes through and you can use it to pay for your January expenses. How is that for an idea? Protect yourself from yourself. Make some money unavailable to yourself by putting it in an account that's not easily accessible as a 32-day fixed deposit. Here is a practical tip that I would like to offer. I'm so excited with an opportunity to touch on all aspects of well-being. So as we get to wrapping up, I want to say, number one, 702 listener, where are you on the four aspects of your well-being as you go into end of the year and into a new year? Please look after your financial, social, physical, and mental well-being. Score yourself and resolve to improve your scoring. If you are low, say, I want to be high or medium on each one or moderate rather on each one of those four well-being matters it has been a hard year for all of us because of the COVID-19 pandemic then I also want to say stress matters I hope we've been able to show you that when you experience the resources that you have to deal with your daily demands is inadequate you are starting to experience excessive stress and excessive stress affects both your physical and your mental well-being. So do something about that level of stress. Exercise, mindfulness, eating well, even consulting a psychologist. There's nothing wrong with that. High levels of stress should just be treated as high levels of blood pressure or as diabetes. There is nothing odd about something, someone seeking treatment for mental health. We seek treatment for physical health. We should do away with stigmas on mental health. So stress matters, look after yourself. Finally, we're going into New Year resolution. So how about 702 listener? I challenge you and say to you this afternoon on this masterclass, please make a resolution to develop an attitude of gratitude. We spoke about gratitude, which is simply counting your blessings and its impact on your well-being. There's a long list of Impact on your emotions, you feel good, you feel relaxed, you are less anxious. You have more kinder, caring, and stronger relationships. And your health is better when you practice gratitude. How do you do it as you make it a resolution to develop an attitude of gratitude? Keep a gratitude journal. Write a letter of gratitude to those who have helped you. Write thank you notes to family, colleagues, and friends. Do acts of kindness to others. And finally constantly find quiet spaces to reflect about both challenges and successes in your life that will build resilience, manage stress for you, and ultimately 
you maintain a good sense of well-being. So there is the prescription from the good doctor on your masterclass this afternoon. From the good doctor on the masterclass, we're going to close off the conversation with this WhatsApp that's come through. Hi, Rilebukhile. Wow. I was retrenched in September 2020. A single parent without another permanent income. I went through anxiety and all until I looked into my hobbies. Cooking. I opened a cooking YouTube channel called Levels Palette. Vintage business on Instagram. Lady Lips Vintage. And started custom designing. In no time, I was so busy, I forgot. One thing that I, that also lessened the stress was eating healthy and daily exercises. Life is shame, is what they're saying. And a voice note. Hi there, I've just switched on the radio and I don't know who this man is that you're talking to, but he is just too wonderful. Thank you for getting him on. Please get him on again. <laughs> The man, the wonderful man, is the awesome Dr. Frank Magwegwe, lecturer at the Gordon Institute of Business on today's Masterclass. Thank you so much, Frank. It was a fantastic conversation.